Welcome to a new episode of News and English, a podcast for advanced learners of English in which the news is an excuse for a tiny lesson. Today, women say the sequel. In our previous episode, we talked about the celebration of Women's Day and the different issues related to gender parity, or the concept that men and women should be treated equally in the workplace and elsewhere. This time, I would like to talk to you about three stories that were given some attention in the news in relation to the celebration. One of them involves a bookstore, and the other two focus on female statues, or should I say women's statues. We discussed the function of female and women as adjectives in similar phrases in the last episode. But you know what? I prefer the statues of two women, though to be honest, it's a statue of a girl and another of a woman. Let me elaborate. We'll give you more details. The first story is about a bookstore from Cleveland, Ohio, whose owners decided to turn around all the books by male writers so that their spines faced the wall, and male names were hidden from view. As a result, only the spines of books by female writers, or women writers, were visible. The display was planned in celebration of Women's Day and as a way to illustrate the gender gap in fiction. A notice proudly announced the display would remain on view, which means available or displayed for public view until March 14, 2017. It also states the aim was to leave women's work in view. This phrase only captures the idea of being visible to the eyes. Maybe you can see the expression on view is slightly idiomatic or less literal, adding the concept of in a certain condition. And you may find in view is more referential or literal. The second story is about a little girl in Wall Street. A bronze statue of a defiant girl was placed facing the world-famous charging ball of the financial district in New York. The child, with her chin up and arms akimbo, or with her hands firmly resting on her hips so that her elbows point away from her body, stares down the ball showing her resolution to stay put, that is to say, to refuse to leave. Those responsible for the installation say their aim, or objective, is to draw attention to the lack of gender diversity and the resulting low numbers of women at the top. Strikingly, women are said to be poorly represented in the board of directors of the very company that is responsible for the statue. Several adjectives were used to describe the little girl. She was said to be stoic or having the capability to suffer without letting your feelings interfere. Unfazed or ready for the unexpected. Badass, an informal way of referring to her strength and toughness. And commanding or having such power that you can't ignore her. Looking at the ball in the little girl, one has the impression this is a face-off or a situation in which the two engage in confrontation. Several people have come out in support of the fearless girl, as she has come to be known. But there are also detractors 
or those who find fault with the message of the piece, particularly because the plaque that accompanies the girl acknowledges women in leadership and so ignores the largest majority of women. Still, the permit for the girl is for one week only, though many have suggested she should stay in perpetuity. The third and final story concerns the Statue of Liberty, or Lady Liberty, as she is famously known. The night before International Women's Day, Lady Liberty went suddenly dark. The unplanned outage, or blackout, which is a loss of electricity, which in turn means absence of light, was due to renovation work, a euphemistic expression used today to avoid saying something is broken and needs fixing. An emergency backup generator was being installed. But the coincidence with the protests sparked, or prompted, speculation. Was the near blackout, because actually the torch and the crown remain lit, or on, a deliberate move in solidarity with Women's Day, and as a response to the executive order that put an end to refugee admissions and immigration from countries whose population is mostly Muslim? No, came the final answer from the people in charge. The loss of light was unintentional, and lights have never been shut off to support a cause. Before midnight, lights came on. Or went back on. Yes, lights come on after they go out, so back is not necessary, but on is. As far as coincidences go, this is a happy one, don't you think? The Statue of Liberty is a symbol, an icon, or an emblem of freedom, particularly for the oppressed and those in search of refuge. On its pedestal, there is a plaque with Emma Lazarus's poem, The New Colossus. The final lines of this beautiful sonnet go like this. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Some welcome, huh? This lady sure knows how to treat the downtrodden, or the people have been so poorly treated they are practically unable to fight back. She must have lifted the spirits of many who arrived in America longing to put hunger and joblessness behind. Notice you preferably arrive in America or in New York, but you arrive at a station. Oh, one more little thing. Have you noticed in today's episode I used several prepositional phrases? Some of these were in celebration of, in support of, in solidarity with, and in perpetuity. These complex phrases are an attempt to avoid using verbs and thus link ideas more smoothly, as doing away with verbs involves discarding subjects and objects. Smart, huh? That is the end of today's episode. We sign off today with a quote from Helen Reddy's song, I Am Woman. If I have to, I can face anything. I am strong. I am invincible. I am woman. Would you also indulge me and let me share with you 
Maya Angelou's poem, Phenomenal Woman? Here it goes. Many people wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. But when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I am woman. Phenomenally. I walk into a room just as cool as you please. And to a man, the fellows stand or fall down on their knees. Then they swarm around me, a hive of honeybees. I say, it's a fire in my eyes and the flash of my teeth, the swing in my waist, the joy in my feet. I am woman. Phenomenally. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say, it's in the arch of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breasts, the grace of my style. I am woman, phenomenally. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say, it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand, the need for my care, because I am woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman, all you women and me. Hope you have enjoyed it. See you next time. Bye.